0: are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One of the discussions here, and I want to throw it to you like this, why do you hate Cade Cunningham? And welcome, you are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, and here I am at WFAA on set here in Dallas, Texas, where we just wrapped up our six- Six-hour NBA NBA Draft live show. Raphael Barlow with me, Draft Junkies, and the Locked On NBA Draft podcast joining me right now. Raphael, what you got for me?
1: It's been six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Six hours of talking NBA Draft. It was, honestly, it was a dream come true. It was something I've always wanted to do. And um, I'm still kind of, it hasn't really hit me that I just did a live draft show in a studio and um, it was fun i'm I'm hoping to do it again, actually, if we were doing it again tomorrow i I'd, I'd be open to it. <laughs> I was going
0: to say, if this is the NFL draft, we come back for day two, day three, we'd be all over it. Chad Ford was on it with us. That was an incredible uh, experience. He's sitting out. I can see him. he's sitting out <laughs> he's sitting out in the hallway, finishing the last mock draft, big board, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is- like for me, it's like <laughs> I just did a live show with Chad Ford.
1: It's, uh, it's definitely an honor and a pleasure. So.
0: Thanks to everybody that listened, that streamed, that watched it. Uh, if you haven't, go and subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. There's great stuff coming up there, more clips from the show and all that. You can go watch the entire show. Go check back to see where your team picked. A bunch of our Locked On NBA hosts were on it. It was absolutely incredible. Today's episode, by the way, brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Locked On everywhere. Everything's locked on in here. There's a giant locked on over there. There's locked on in lights behind us. Locked on my chest. We're covered in built bars everywhere. There's there's built bars <laughs> back there. Uh, let's get into this draft. There are some, uh, some interesting moves that were made. There are some big surprises. We're going to power rank our biggest surprises of the draft in the third segment. But we got to start with the, the biggest news of the night that just seemed to get buried early on. And that's that Russell Westbrook is headed to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Montres Harold. Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and the 22nd pick in this draft went to the Wizards and coming back is Russell Westbrook, a 2024 second-round pick and a 2028 second-round pick that doesn't exist. 2028, that's just too far out for me to, like, it's a middle schooler, <laughs> even even think some, of some, some kid. I was some, on a playground some today. Kid, some thirteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid is hanging out there. He's gonna play for the Lakers, <laughs> right. or thinks he will. And, and LeBron will probably still be there. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, initial reaction of Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. We talked about it a little bit on the stream, but Russell Westbrook adds that I guess he's a secondary creator. It's wild to think of Westbrook as a secondary creator now, but with LeBron there, he kind of has to be. So Russell Westbrook brings that to them, but. It really hurts their shooting. There's a lot of rumors before the draft they're going to get Buddy Heal or somebody like that. Even our Lockdown Lakers host, Brian Kamenetsky, came on you know, the live stream and was kind of like upset, like distraught almost that they yeah. got Westbrook instead of Buddy Heal because it would have been such a better fit. But initial thoughts about Westbrook? I have no idea
1: how it's going to work. I was just talking to somebody off camera during the, the bubble, the Lakers didn't even guard Westbrook. They were sitting there as far back as possible. And you would think. Well, he was the Rockets. When they scouted him, I don't understand why they would say, oh, adding him is going to help us When I know it's Westbrook, but it's the Lakers. Even if me or you were the starting point guard, they were going to sell tickets. <laughs> so I can see like some teams may say, hey, we're going to, hopefully this works in the sticks because it gives us a name and, and for marketing purposes. But to me, it just doesn't make sense. Their payroll, those three guys, Bron, AD, and Russ,
0: make more than... I was going to say, that's 100, that's $120 million almost with all those so guys. We might 30, need, 40, 40? We might need to suit up. <laughs> they would sell tickets that if I was playing as least athletic NBA player ever to suit up for a team. That- <laughs> yeah, they're going to
1: have so many minimum guys on the Slowest, roster. Slowest, shortest player to ever play. <laughs> they may need to sign some guys out the Drew League or something to fill out the roster.
0: Man, yeah. So the Los Angeles Lakers, does this... This is an interesting thing now. Some people are going to take this and say, well, now they got their third star. They're going to be back in it. And I think the Lakers will still be good. This doesn't mm-hmm. take them from where they were last year and even the year before that, winning the title, and, and make them demonstrably worse. But all of a sudden, you add Russell Westbrook, who is prone to breakdown at the end of the season. He just had that quad injury that really took him out of the season last year until he you know, kind of ramped it up towards the end and then looked bad in the playoffs again. Anthony Davis, who's prone to injury all the time. LeBron James just most missed the most amount of time he's missed. It, to me, it's just it's surprising that they, all those three guys, it would be surprising if all three of those guys got through the season without some kind of missed time. Uh, and you know they're going to be resting. You know they're going to be sitting out games. And so it is an interesting, it's an interesting pairing. But if that's the only guy they could get, that's a little surprising. I mean, I think they could have got healed. I. Seems like it. It's, it seems like that deal was on the table. We, how many tweets did we see from Woj and Shams about they're on the verge? That, they're in talks. They were coming Thank at you.
1: the same time, and then it was like all of a sudden then you just saw
0: it was Westbrook. So it's like, is it a three-way deal? That happened a few times tonight where Woj and Shams would tweet like, the, a trade was happening, and it would be different sides of it. Like, one would have one thing, and one would have the other. It was just as if they were trying to figure out which one they could get. And so, or, the front offices would just send it off. To, or, or I just think it was a situation. They were in a rush to be first. Yeah. And not right. Yeah, they want the uh, the tally, the chart at the end of the night to be like, Woj had more than Shams, right? They're looking for that. What was that Awful announcing or something? that? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's funny because they, I don't know if they're friends now, but they were teammates. at, he, at the vertical. Woj like made Shams, didn't he? Even yeah. Brought him up in the business. So yeah, interesting. That's an, always an interesting dynamic on draft night. But that's the that's the Russell Westbrook trade for the Lakers side of it. It's going to be interesting to watch that team. They're definitely a must watch, right? To see. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not watching them. To, in the last, <laughs> tell me the, the last five minutes. You get that like. League pass alert. The, the Lakers are, you know, it's a clutch game, last five minutes. You got LeBron and Westbrook trying to figure out who's going to take the last shot, who's going to carry them in the in the clutch. Like, you're not turning that on? I'm I'm turning it on maybe to watch who's fighting for this rebound. You can Schadenfreude watch it if you want. That's fine. <laughs> but, you can, but just you think, can hate watching The watch ball it.
1: goes up, and Russ, AD, and LeBron are all <laughs> jumping in the air to get this rebound. AD wants his rebounding stats. Russ wants, wants his rebounding He stats. wants to get the rebound so he can push it so he doesn't have to – play in the half court i i i don't know it, it's just such a weird fit to me i think if there was one point guard that i did not think was a good fit with <laughs> with bron it was westbrook but
0: or simmons maybe yeah
1: simmons but even then i guess with simmons you could run like four or five defense. pick and rolls or, or Braun <laughs> and whatever but then again Braun made it work with rondo and i didn't think that was going to be a good fit and they won a championship with Rondo. Well, but Ron- Rondo all of a sudden I was going to say was
0: making jumpers. <laughs> Rondo turned into like three point playoff Rondo. At the yeah, end. but let's look at it from the Washington Wizards side. We got our Lockdown Wizards podcast. Ed Oliver and uh, I have to pour one out. I could grab one of these drinks and just actually actually pour one out. But on YouTube, I'll just I'll just pretend to pour one out for for JD JD Jackson is the biggest Westbrook fan in the world. One of our Lockdown Wizards hosts. He's got and now, a lot of jerseys now. I was going to say now. <laughs> Now he has to go get a. First of all, he has to get a Lakers jersey now. And second of all, he has to continue covering the Wizards despite his favorite player going to a different team. But on the Wizards side of it, they get, you know, Montrez Harrell, who picked up that option. And as soon as he picked up that option, we were like, oh, he's getting traded. Absolutely. Kyle Kuzma now, kind of an interesting piece for them. Maybe they'll try to package him for something else. KCP, who is apparently, by all reports, big friends with Russell Westbrook. And then that 22nd pick. So what did you think about this from the, the Wizards side?
1: At first when I saw it, I said, okay, Bill must be getting moved. And then right. all the reports came out that Bill wants to stay. I've never seen a team that has a guy like Bill who everyone thinks is on his way out is going to ask for a trade, try to rebuild around him without him being under contract long-term. Mm. And I don't know. I, I just thought that if one goes, then they, they both go. I thought it was kind of like with Portland. If they trade – Dame Lillard then you know CJ is coming up after it so I'm curious to see and then their their point guard as of right now is Aaron Holiday so unless they're going Isak Banga who's been starting at point guard for Germany in the in the Olympics I don't know if that's going to do anything (laughs) for Bradley Bill I, I just don't see it's a situation where he says you know what I like this roster. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to extend my contract now.
0: Rui Hachimura looking pretty good in the Olympics. He played well against Slovenia the other night. He
1: did. He did. I fell asleep. I saw the first <laughs> half. And then I don't know what he did the second half. But he did look good the, the first half that I saw.
0: We're locked on Slovenia over here on Locked On Mavericks. We're following them. Die hard. Uh, but yeah, on the, on the Wizards' side, they get Corey Kispert with that. Or they get a Isaiah Jackson with that 22nd pick. No, I thought that goes to the Pacers. I everything has been turned on its head. Who did they end up – did they end up with anybody for that? Aaron team? Holiday. Aaron Holiday was in that trade, correct, yeah. So now they, they end up with Aaron Holiday instead of a pick, a young player. Uh, but Aaron Holiday is an interesting guy. I think he can play in the league, and now he's their starting point guard, right? That's or that's Al- what Al- – maybe, maybe
1: it's <laughs> Isak Bonga. I don't know because it didn't make sense to me either for, for both sides. Like for the Pacers, you have to think, okay, Miles Turner must be on his way out because they have Miles Turner – you have Sabonis, right. who I think his best position is a five. We um, have Goga Batazzi, who they just yep. drafted a couple years ago, who has you know he's he's shown some promise when he's had a chance to play. So that's in my opinion four centers on, on the roster. You don't need four centers in today's NBA.
0: And then Isaiah Jackson, uh, uh, a skinny center from Kentucky, playing yep. for Coach Carlisle. Reminds you of anything that may have happened in Dallas recently? <laughs> Raw, young. New Orleans, Noel, hot dogs, anybody? Oh, I didn't think about that. I was just thinking about, <laughs> are you saying he's not going to play? <laughs> I'm just saying it, it, it didn't work before. <laughs> yeah. They're going to try it again with Rick Carlisle with that kind of a center. But I was just thinking of, from the rookie standpoint. Okay, and, rookie didn't play. I was going to say he's probably not going to play anyway, but the Pacers picked a bunch of different – Rookies that may not play. But uh, yeah, that trade for, for them was very interesting. Let us know what you think in the YouTube comments. Subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube. If you're not already, great stuff going up there every single day. Coming up, let's get into our biggest wins and biggest fits so far. The best fits that we've seen from uh, NBA teams that picked these players. We'll get into it with Rafael Barlow, who knows all these guys. We'll get into that coming up. All right, Rafael, we are here locked on NBA Draft 2021. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see we're still on the set. They let us stay here. Uh, security and us and Chad Ford, I think, are the only ones left in the building. Maybe some people in an edit bay somewhere. I, doubt it. I think it's just us. We security. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty late. We're security on our own right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got the big board still over there we could go to if we wanted. But- I can't
1: move. Um, my legs
0: are on <laughs> my back.
1: I, I've never thought that sitting in a chair can be so tiring. <laughs>
0: The wash. Nick Engstead and Rafael Barlow are, are <laughs> but here. But you have you
1: have energy. You,
0: you're... <laughs> <laughs> well, I just sat in the control room and wrangled people for six hours. Uh, let's go with some of the the biggest wins in the draft. I think the the Houston Rockets. I think they came away with some pretty good talents. I think that all kind of fit together. I think you think J- so.
1: You think they fit, Christopher,
0: um... Josh Christopher and Jalen Green. Those guys kind of. I mean, they they kind of do the same thing. And they're a little they, re- they're a little redundant. But you got Porter
1: Junior. S- Porter So this like someone I saw someone
0: tweet this is a ball is life lineup. (laughs) So that's a little bit of a two K lineup, but I think that the two bigs they got, Sangoon and uh, Garuba and Garuba. I think those two guys, they fit together. You could see that long term and I mean you're just trying out some of these guys. Like I mean, Jalen Green. Kevin Porter Jr., like, are, the, are any, none of the, I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. and Josh Christopher are like blue chip. Like, we absolutely have to keep these guys. And so you just try them out as flyers and see if they'll work. And then uh, if Jalen Green's your franchise player, then if those guys don't fit around him, maybe they're, you know, they, they trade him in a little while to get somebody that's, you know, fits better.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think Kevin Porter Jr., if his intel was a little better, I think he would have been a top 10 pick last year. Or two years ago. Mm. He had a, a really strong finish to the end of the season. I think he had a 48-point game or something like that. 40, 50-point yeah, yeah, game, really something like game. that. Talent-wise, he's I mean, he's he's great. Um, Christopher, it, it's almost like the, the situation that he left at Arizona State where the ball didn't move. He played with guys that dominated the ball. I think he's going to end up in the same situation in Houston. I want to know what they do with Christian Wood. Yeah. I mean, they got him on a really good deal. I think as far as like his production even though he was he he, he missed some games with an injury but I thought that he outplayed his contract in the first year and I'm just curious to see what's their timeline now.
0: Yeah, that Rocket team's all of a sudden becomes interesting a bunch of young talent there trying to figure out how it all like fits together basically. Uh, what are some other the, the biggest wins in the draft do you think? Teams that came away that you're like that that team did really good in the draft they got a really good player here or you know they got some good value.
1: I mean, you can start off with the top. I thought Detroit got a really good player, Eke Cunningham. Uh, the Cavaliers got Evan Mobley. Scotty Barnes to the Raptors was a shock to me. I thought Charlotte had a really good draft. Mm. They had a they have the potential to, in five years from now, say that they won this draft easily. Atlanta got <laughs> Jalen Johnson at twenty and Sharif Cooper at forty eight. I don't think anybody
0: anybody would have predicted that. So I I can say that they had a really strong draft. Also, well, you talked about the the Hornets. What about James Book Knight? What is what is he going to do next to Lamelo? That seems like a really interesting now pairing that they can throw in the backcourt. If they get rid of somebody else that that they already have there, I was going to say Devontae Graham's up. He's yeah. he's a restricted free agent. Roger Roger still there. They Malik got Malik Monk. League Monk's still hanging around somewhere.
1: Yeah, so I I wanna see how that how that works out. I like Book Knight a lot. I, I didn't think he would fall that far to eleven. I thought that um he could potentially go six or seven. So I think that um you mean they got more athletic and they have another shot creator. So I like what they've done. JT Thor, he was yeah. a a Twitter favorite. I don't know how productive he's gonna be. He wasn't he wasn't Really, really productive at Auburn, but he showed a lot of upside and potential, mm. and that's what the draft is all about. I didn't think that Thor would go ahead of Sharif Cooper, though, so that's yeah, probably, like, one of the weird. biggest shocks. But I, I thought Charlotte drafted well, and the situation that Charlotte is in, they already have their cornerstone, so now they just need to find the pieces that fit around him. LaMelo Ball is I'm talking about. So that's kind of half the battle in the draft is getting your cornerstone, and once you get that, then I think everything else becomes a little bit easier.
0: That's. It would be nice if that was it, but as a Dallas Mavericks, per, as a person that covers the Dallas Mavericks, maybe, maybe... Well, the guys didn't get a chance to play last maybe, year. Yeah, maybe not. They haven't <laughs> they figured out how to <laughs> put pieces around Luca. They got Luca. haven't figured out that. But, yeah. Yeah, so why does a guy like James Booknight fall then? Cause it seems like to me... Uh, James McKnight was a guy about maybe a month ago or six weeks ago or so. He was a guy that was mocked around like, you know, in the twenties or something. And a bunch of people all of a sudden, you know, I think Bill Simmons even was one of the guys was like, that's a guy that I really like, you know, that's a guy that's going to go really high. And so when a big name like that, all of a sudden brings that up, then a bunch of people start having him mocked higher. I'm not saying it's just all because of Bill Simmons, but all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he starts getting added higher and higher in mock drafts. And maybe. He wasn't ever that high, but people just started falling in love with him. It seemed like the, the fun pick to throw him pretty high in the draft, the guy that you know makes sense for a couple of teams, but even though there's guys that are more talented than him. Well, if
1: there's anything we learned tonight, that mock drafts mean absolutely nothing. Mock I feel like drafts, we say that every year. I feel yeah, like every year we're like mock drafts don't matter. It's like your NCAA tournament bracket. You can be just done with it by the first 10 picks. I don't know. He I had a chance to watch him in Miami maybe like two or three weeks ago. and I thought if there was one thing that he needed to improve on, it was his catch and shoot as far as like three-point shooting. I think he shot like 29% from three. Had to play with the ball in his hands a lot. So I don't think that's the role that he's going to have in Charlotte. But when I did watch him play, or not play, but work out, even though it is an empty gym, the shot looked clean. He was knocking down a high, high percentage of catch and shoot jumpers. So I'm – very curious to see how it translates over because playing with Mello, he is going to have to catch and shoot some, but I, I like him. I really like him as a shot creator. I think that he has the potential to be their end of the shot clock guy, the guy that they can, you know, you get in the jam. All right, let's give the ball to book and I clear out and he can go get us a bucket,
0: mm. which is what you would say about Devonte Graham. Terry Rochier sometimes, and some Lamelo sometimes, yeah. right? Like they have a bunch of guys now that all of a sudden could do that. They just have to figure out the hierarchy now. Yep. Uh, we're an NBA podcast, so I think I think we have to contractually talk about the Golden State Warriors at some point. Seems like <laughs> okay. everybody talks about them. Uh, they get Jonathan Kaminga at seven. They get Moses Moody at fourteen. Uh, it seemed like before the draft, a lot of people were talking about they're going to get they're going to pick one guy that's a swing for the fences, high upside type pick, and another guy that's a safe pick. Did they do that? <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess if you consider Moses Moody the safe pick, I think that he is somewhat safe. Um, I didn't think Kaminga would be available. I thought that they would go safe, safe. I thought they would go Mitchell, Davian Mitchell from Baylor, and then Kispert or Duarte. Mm-hmm. I thought they were strictly all about let's go ahead and try to get some guys that can come in and contribute and win now. I don't. But again, they didn't expect Kaminga to fall at, yeah. at number seven. He was projected to go top five, in literally almost every mock until about maybe two weeks ago it seems, and then he fell to seven. Um, so that, like, that was probably one of the biggest shocks for me. Also, I don't. I don't know. I still feel like we may see a trade, maybe mm. on free agent night. I think.
0: How long have we been saying, I think the Warriors might trade, right? It just seems like it's been a year almost that we're like, yeah. the Warriors are going to trade these picks and the Minnesota pick and their pick.
1: It and- may have to settle for someone less than like Bradley Beal or mm. Damian Lillard. I don't know how going to Golden State is a good fit for Kaminga. Like I was talking on the on the show, if I'm his agent, I'm like, my guy's never going to play. He's going to be in Santa yeah, Cruz. Right. And, I'm, you know, as an agent, you're thinking about that second contract. Right. <laughs> so the Warriors' timeline, I mean, you would expect them to at least be contenders for the at least the next two years. And so how it's coming in, it kind of really get a chance to play. So um, I don't know. I still think that there has to be some type of trade. I know what they said about Ben Simmons. I don't think he would be, like, the best fit for the Warriors, but they were saying there won't be a trade tonight. Mm. So it could be, you know, a trade around free agency.
0: Yeah, which is coming on Monday. <laughs> yeah, summer coming. league is like <laughs> five days after that. I know these guys are getting drafted. They're going up on stage, and then they're just running to the vans where they're going to go to the airport and get shipped. Yes, yeah, so are they going to do their, their
1: media in Las
0: Vegas? I guess so. It's Meeting all over Greece. Zoom now, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I thought uh, that way. But yeah, so uh coming up, let's get into our power rankings. We have the biggest surprises of the draft. You're not going to want to miss it. Some great stuff coming up from Raphael. But before we do. I got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. We have like 100 of them on set. We have this one right here. This is the strawberry. They're great. They're delicious. They're good for you. They're healthy. Uh, incredible, incredible bar. Thank you to them for sponsoring our live stream. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein in this strawberry Built Bar. They're great. You had a Built Bar for you, – you had a I, Built Bar. I had two. You had two Built I Bars had two, yeah. to, to get you through. Yep. Uh, what was your favorite flavor so far?
1: Uh, I like the salted caramel. I, haven't, I hadn't tried that one. I have been, you know, doubling down on the the, the double chocolate.
0: Oh, the a, double chocolate is good. Yeah. Grasshopper cookie we got sent a whole box of those, and those are awesome. I'm gonna, I'm taking those home for sure. 100 percent taking those home. If I still you, want
1: birthday cake.
0: That one we we didn't get sent, but my birthday was just
1: it just passed. So I I was hoping they'd have at least. One birthday cake. At least one with Raphael's name, Raphael. Celebrate celebrate my birthday. Come on, Locked On. Next year, I need birthday cake for my birthday.
0: We'll have to get birthday cake back. (laughs) If you want a bar yourself, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next box of Built Bars. You can do it mixed. You can do it assorted. You can try a bunch of different flavors. You can get just one flavor if you want. Go there. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Rafael, let's get into our power rankings. The biggest surprises from the draft, I have them. Uh, they're in some kind of an order. Uh, five to one, we'll go through this like we do every single week on Fridays in Locked On NBA. Biggest surprises, number five for me, Jared Butler falling. Jared Butler fell all the way to what, 30 with with the Jazz? And you said that he is... It wasn't even 30. It was, I was going to say it was it 40 because yeah, they, yeah. they traded that pick. He fell 40 to the Jazz, and you said it's it's surprising on this live stream. You said it's surprising for you know a team to get a player at 40 that's going to crack their rotation. What do you think about Jared Butler? I think he's going to crack their rotation. <laughs> I thought he was a first-round
1: pick. I had him mock to go to the Knicks. I thought he could have helped there. I'm surprised Philly passed him up. I'm surprised Utah passed him up at 30, but they ended they got up getting him, again. him at 40, which saves them a lot of money. They got mm-hmm. a first-round talent and a guy that I think is going to come in and contribute right away for on a second-round deal. Mm-hmm. And now it's up to his agent to at least try to get first-round years guaranteed. But that's a win for Utah. But I was shocked. Well, i say this. On one hand, I was shocked, but on the other hand, I'm not, because I, I knew that some teams were going to hold the medical against him, even though he was yeah. cleared by the NBA. So to see him drop on one – talent-wise, yes, I'm shocked, but – based off of you know that red flag, then
0: I, I knew there was a chance that he could slip. But I didn't see 40, though. Yeah, if that's a story, if it's coming out that, oh, he's been cleared by the NBA, that's a little bit of a, a flag maybe you look yeah. at. Number four, Sharif Cooper. That This one maybe should be higher, but Sharif Cooper falling all the way not even just in the second round, but deep into the second round, deep. what happened to Sharif Cooper? Because it's not like he was Jared Butler, where he had that medical red flag. What was the reason for Sharif Cooper falling so I, far? I wish I knew the answer. <laughs> he probably could have made more money in college with the NIL.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, forty-eight. I mean, and I think his father is his agent, mm. and not doing. I, I don't favors. think that had anything to do with him falling, but now we're going to see how good his father's negotiation skills are <laughs> and i think it's tough if you have a an inexperienced agent you know negotiating with a <laughs> a general manager especially when Sharif fails to 48 so that that's going to be an interesting <laughs> battle o- over the contract so i want to see what he signs for but yeah i did not see him falling it's almost to the point where you're like at that low you may not want to get drafted. I was to
0: say, just go undrafted and, and then, then get a longer contract. Or, yeah, and
1: just pick the team that's that's right. a good
0: fit for you. Yeah, that was that was a super surprising move. But this was a draft full of surprises, right? There was a lot of, you know, I think it went chalk the first three picks and then all of a sudden pick four is one that we'll maybe talk about in a, a little bit. But Josh Primo, number three for me of the Spurs. That one was the one that just completely, uh, I think, threw all of us. This is yeah, my one. number one. The, your number one this, most surprising this is my pick. number one. I,
1: I didn't see anybody have Primo mocked ahead of 15 at one point 15 was high like 15 was high yeah it wasn't and I don't even think that he was a first rounder until after the combine but you know I spent a lot of times looking at mock drafts and I saw him late first round at the earliest a lot of early second rounds but 12 a lottery pick and the Spurs have enough wings as is yeah what, what does he drafted
0: to last year what does he bring to the table like what could they have seen in him it's Like, all right best case scenario we take this guy in the lottery he's going to do what for us he's 18 <laughs> he's going to grow
1: <laughs> yeah he's 18 barely made the legal draft age i mean there are some there's some upside there i think that he can be a shooter i think that he has the ability to to attack closeouts i mean if they had kelton johnson who spent the majority of his rookie year in the g-league mm-hmm. I'm. I i would not be surprised at one bit if Primo, if they're like, look, this is a, you know, a potential pick. He's young. We're gonna, send, um, you know, we're gonna send him to. I want to call him the Austin Toros, and I used to work in the G League <laughs> here with the Austin Toros, but the Austin Spurs. And then the guy, I can't think of his name right Torres now. Toros is a much better name. It know? definitely. I, I don't is. like the
0: double name for the same, like the G League team and the.
1: Yeah. No. Um, what's the guy? I can't think of his name. It was an uh, international guy, and I guess I'm supposed to know the international guys. I was going to say, you're the, you're the international some, some, guy. Samanick, they drafted. Oh, Alan Samonic. No, 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 no uh, Luka, Luka Samonic. Yeah, Samonic. Yeah, yeah. They drafted him and Heldick, 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 Heldick Johnson, and he hasn't really had an opportunity to play. I don't think the Spurs are going to be afraid to send Primo to Austin for the whole season.
0: We were wondering, I mean, going into this offseason, what direction are the Spurs going to go, right? Like, yeah. They seem like they have all these kind of young guys that are just – are any of them blue-chippers? Is Keldon Johnson the one guy? He's on Team USA. Is he so the, Team USA. Is he the one guy to build around? Like, who's the guy that they build around? Which direction do they go? Do they try to, you know, bring back DeMar DeRozan and then use that that a lot of that cap space they have to bring somebody in to win now? But I think with this pick, if they're going to go this young, like the youngest, I mean, it, they're taking the, they're taking their time with this with this rebuild. The pick
1: says so. But for some reason, I still can't see Pop going all in on. Well, what if
0: Pop's tank. not there anymore? That's, I mean, Jeff Garcia, Locked On Spurs, been talking about that for you know weeks. He's like, well, when is is Pop going to keep coming back to this team?
1: Pop seems like a guy that's going to coach just forever. forever? He's he's going to be. Yeah. He seems like he's. I can't see him leaving San Antonio, going somewhere else. But um yeah, I just yeah, I like- see Pop thinking like. I don't know. May- maybe he has a an ego. I don't know. I've never met Pop, <laughs> but now you know you're starting to see all the questions. Well, Pop hasn't done anything. Oh yeah, you yeah. know since Kawhi left. loses, TBS like loses. oh, is it so cr- the, the competitor and Pop probably says, no, I want to show that I can that I can win without <laughs> Tim Duncan because, you know, it's like a- if you have that type of cornerstone, yeah, then it covers up a lot of things. And then he was fortunate to have Kawhi right after that. Mm-hmm. So now. Maybe he's going to be motivated to prove that, you
0: know, I can coach. That's just my choice. That doesn't sound familiar at all to any uh, NFL team in the Northeast at all. That that whole spiel you just went on, Bill, Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich, who finishes their career first? oh yeah I know that's like an impossible question I have
1: to wheel those guys <laughs> off
0: <laughs> <laughs> number two my most surprising move Josh Giddy to the OKC Thunder this one he was pretty high uh I think Ryland Styles locked on Thunder was just shocked I screenshotted a picture of him on the zoom when he initially heard that it was Josh Giddy. I think I broke the news to him because I I had Twitter up and he didn't but nobody uh,
1: saw this coming. Josh
0: Giddy, nobody had this but people were talking about Josh Giddy as a guy that was rising that people were really high on that you know oh this is a guy that you should watch in the draft and why is he a guy that people are are high and why did the Thunder take him this high? 6'8",
1: and a phenomenal passer. I thought the two best passers in this draft were Sharif Cooper and Josh Giddey, and they both have – they're on, the, like, two furthest ends of the spectrum as far as this draft. <laughs> going too
0: high and going probably too low. Yeah,
1: I, um, I'm, I guess that scrimmage of the game against Nigeria and Vegas must have earned him a lot of money.
0: They, Isn't that crazy? Like, you could have one game – In one game, in front of a bunch of scouts, it's like a high, you know, profile game, and then all of a sudden, like people get excited about you and draft you. And he made like what, like a couple million dollars? Like yeah,
1: but the thing is, higher in the draft. When you're young, it works. But when you're like Davion Mitchell, they say, "Oh, well, you just had a strong tournament run. You weren't considered a lottery pick until this strong NCAA tournament." So it's like if you're young, all you have to do is show a little bit of flash. It's like the less they see of you, the better <laughs> it helps you. But again, but that didn't work for Sharif Cooper because he only played half a season. So there's really no rhyme or reason.
0: It's almost like you get de- – like college basketball gets devalued now, right? Like people look at college basketball and say, you know, we've seen too many of these guys, these Frank Kaminsky's, these Tyler Hansboroughs come in and, you know, dominate in college mm-hmm. and then just not show, you know, a whole lot in the NBA. So it gets devalued. You
1: know? But but the same thing you can say about like the one and dones it doesn't have the same conversation because we've seen plenty of guys that were one and dones that were raw and teams selected them on upside and then they didn't
0: pan out. But if you're older and doesn't pan out, it's held against (laughs) every senior. It's a crapshoot. Why would anyone stake their career on the NBA draft? I don't know. He, he said look, he said looking at Chad Ford out in, the, out in the lobby, who's made an incredible career on the draft. Yeah. Last one for me, number one, Scotty Barnes, my most surprising thing because it just seemed like Jalen Suggs was the guy. It seemed like he was going to be number four. I thought we had the top five figured out. In, in Cade Cunningham to Detroit, you had Jalen Green going to the Rockets, you had Evan Mobley going to you know the Cavs, and then it was going to be Jalen Suggs, and then it was going to be Jonathan Kuminga. And then the Scotty Barnes one, like – that one and if the draft was gonna start at six. And yeah. now the draft started at, at four. At four yeah. when they took
1: Scotty Barnes. Well if there was one guy who we thought was gonna crack the top
0: five, it would have been would have been Barnes. So. Which I think Chad Ford, he talked about Scotty Barnes at our at our lottery live stream that we yeah. did. Uh, that was the guy he's like, but watch out for him. Yeah, and he, he I mean, well, I guess we all thought that the top five
1: was the same and I guess two of the guys that everybody projected well one of the guys that everybody projected in the top five fell out. But I, I didn't see Barnes going to the Raptors. I thought it was Suggs. I mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I've done so many podcasts, but I felt like <laughs> Jalen Suggs and Kate Cunningham were the two that you could write in stone that they're going to these teams. I just knew, like, okay, we know Kate is going to the Pistons. You know, two and three were flip-flopping, but I felt like it was literally a lock that <laughs> – Jalen Suggs would go to four to Toronto. Considering that, you know, what Cal Lowry expected to leave, and you thought, okay, well, they're going to draft a point guard. They did. They just must
0: assume that Scotty Barnes, Scottie is Barnes a point can guard. be their point guard, yep. or they're just tanking even farther, right? They're like, all right, well, they we're going for Chet Holmgren in a couple in a couple of years. Like, yeah. <laughs> there you go, there you go, Rafael Barlow, Barlow five hundred on. Uh, Twitter, you can go follow him. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast, Draft Junkies on YouTube, in the podcast as well. He's done great stuff for us. The live NBA Draft Show was awesome. It was incredible to have it here in the studio. It was great. I'm um, Nick Engstead, Locked On Mavericks guys. Thanks so much for li- listening to Locked On NBA. Boom.